This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91. The same idea of, in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Welcome to MarketScale Software and Technology. I'm your host, Sean He. You know, startups at times can seem like a new concept, but the idea of taking an idea and building a company around that idea, that's not new. That's been around forever. But what hasn't been around forever is a an a list of pitfalls and roadblocks that can pop up in the path of an entrepreneur when they're trying to embark on this startup. Well, my guest on the podcast today knows a little bit. Actually, he knows a lot, but he doesn't like when I brag. He knows an awful lot about both sides of being an entrepreneur and the challenges that startups face. And really, the way you solve those problems isn't super scary. You just have to be committed. Of course, today's guest is the Senior Vice President of Worldwide Sales and Business Development for Personiv, Tim Watucky. Tim, how are you today? Good. Thanks, Sean. That, now, that's what I call a nice intro. My gosh, very hum, very humbling. Well, you know, I like to start things off on the right foot. So let's talk about that phenomenon. I, I think I'm using that word wrong. Startups aren't really a phenomenon. They're just picking up inertia. I guess maybe that's the way I should have said it. That's a good analogy. I mean, again, startups have been around for, for a long time. Um, and when it comes to, you know, what I call smart outsourcing, um, you know, I, I have found because I've been on that side of, of, of the startup side, the incubator side, on the funding side, working in private equity for 10 years. And what I found, you know, being in those weeds, um, I had to do the same type of things is find those smart people uh, surrounding myself with people that can do these type of tasks and roles and make sure that we're, we're core focus was was. was focus on, on to gain that competitive edge. And, uh, you know, we, I realize that it's hard to find really good talent when you're launching a startup and, and making sure that we're all on the same, uh, on the same thinking pattern and, and, and path. Um, so when it comes to the smart outsourcing side, I, I do know, you know, the, the, the right steps to, to be successful. Um, just being, being there for, you know, over a decade and, on that early stage uh, launch phase. Now, I've heard an anecdote a couple of times about Henry Ford, and uh, the story goes that he was called in front of a congressional uh, subcommittee because he had been accused of creating a monopoly in the auto industry. And one of the... um, one of the uh, senators or representatives uh, that was conducting this investigation asked him a question, uh, and they said, why have you been able to be so successful when all these other car companies haven't, if you don't have a monopoly? And the way I've heard the anecdote uh, finished is that Henry Ford says, well, I've been smart enough to surround myself with people who are smarter than me. I, I like that story, but in the startup world, you don't necessarily have to surround yourself with people smarter than you, but you do have to surround yourself with people to help carry the workload correct you know and again startups uh, being on both sides of that of that uh environment um are always in need of highly skilled talent you know to, to gain that competitive edge out of out of the door um but as you know talent's hard to find these days because again startups uh whether you're launching in, in san francisco or los angeles or london or, or australia 
um, these high high touch roles, whether it's a developer, uh, programmer, coder, accountant, CPA, these 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 type of high touch roles are 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 crucial to being a, a successful launch. I would imagine that these high tech talented team members they're pretty valuable and they're probably pretty highly recruited. Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, they're extremely costly and they're in demand. You know, here in the United States and also abroad. Um, as well as other type of uh, back office type of roles. But yeah, and that's where con we come in um, and other people have come to step in and say, you know, there is another option um, as far as what I call smart, smart outsourcing. And it's for those type of startups because traditionally, you know, outsourcing has been around for a long time. Everything we do every day is outsourced. We go to dry cleaners, we get take out food. We have our cars, car wash. I mean, everything we do in our everyday life is outsourced. So it's really more about educating people because um, when it comes to startups, they never had that advantage to outsourcing before. It was really just mainly those big companies like AT&T and uh, Coca-Cola uh, that you know had three, four, five hundred, a thousand people outsource at one time. And so now today with the explosive growth of startups, we have that advantage where we can work and consult with startups that just need two people or they need a programmer and they need one um, they need one developer and they need one accountant to get them up and running quickly and efficiently um, for that accelerated growth. And so we, that's the difference. The technology you know, today has allowed these companies to to really uh, be able to, to scale and grow their team starting with one or two versus 50 to you know 200. Um, and that's the difference that, that, that we have seen over the past, uh, let's say five to 10 years when it comes to outsourcing some of those time consuming and repetitive tasks. Uh, because at the end of the day, Sean, you know that if you're a CEO, um, you need to be focusing on your business strategy. You can't be focusing on those time consuming repetitive tasks. You gotta be able to outsource those or let them uh, be managed on the back end with somebody that can handle those things. You, you're, you're, your strategy and vision cannot be blocked um, or have any type of, uh, um, you know, holding areas or barriers uh, that you need to, to work about. It's interesting that you break it down to a personal level of time management because honestly, entrepreneurs generally aren't always the most adept at every operational aspect of a business. I know, for example, if I was responsible for doing my own dry cleaning, my clothes would be dirty. That would just be the end of it. Me, me too. <laughs> Let's talk about a few of the major pain points that are really common with outsourcing. We've established that outsourcing is a good idea, but you have to approach it intelligently for it to remain a good process, right? Agreed. Agreed. Um, and again, a lot of these startups, um, you know, why they fail. Um, there's no shortage of stories about, you know, failed outsourcing attempts. And a lot of these startup companies around the world have simply not been able to make it work. Um, you got to look at it as choosing, you know, the right outsourcing partner. Like any business, um, you know, you have to have a good alliance and strategic partners. If you're in sales, again, you got to have those value-added resellers and partnership alliances to, to move your product, service, and good uh, domestically and, and abroad. So again, um, you know, a successful outsourcing partnership with that startup requires both a proven outsourcing partner. Um, and a commitment to the from the customer that startup to invest the time and training, which is very important, um, processes and the staff engagement. I think those are the really key um, ingredients. Um, you know, you have to choose, choose that partner very carefully. You know, taking into account you know how long they've been in business, 
Um, are they are they profitable? Um, what's their experience in the specific vertical that your business is going into as far as the service offering, you know, the service offer, offerings and the customer satisfaction scores? Um, you know, they should be able to demonstrate um, a proven track record of delivering um, these type of outsourcing managed back end solutions for the company. Um, you know, right now, just to give you, you know, to throw a number out there. The sector that we are in is in a very high growth phase. Um, most of the outsourcing companies are growing at about 10% a month. Um, so if that partner, that outsourcing partner cannot support that growth rate, um, it's going to affect that, that startup company's quality of service. They'll suffer as a result. Now, you did mention that outsourcing covers a lot of different layers. It seems like back office would be a real institutional weakness for a lot of companies when they when they first start out because back office needs can really just swamp you in a heartbeat. Talk to me a little bit about the way you focus on making sure that the back office is crisp and tight and ready to roll. Yeah, so again, the the verticals that, you know, the commonly most uh back end type of capabilities that people are looking at when they're when they're launching that startup is uh, of course the back office administration uh customer service um you've got it technical support which is very very important uh then you also have those those accounting and finance uh capabilities too very important whether it's a bookkeeper you need an accountant or you need uh, someone to help with the financials when as you get out the gate but the lack of i guess the key is the lack of the processes uh again you, you got to have you know the, the clearly defined process needs to be created, uh, evaluated, refined, uh, because what happens is uh, training is, is vital for success when you look at these, um, these verticals. Um, for example, you know, when, we're, 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 when we're doing the onboarding of a new, a new client, a startup, when we go live with their support team, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's normal that we'll train the staff up to usually one to two months prior to they go live as far as active engagement. Um, you know, that's, that's really, really, really important. Um, again, just if you look at the percentage as far as, you know, what, what the common failures are and what we apply our processes to, again, it's that we make sure that there's a, uh, there's a balance with the culture, um, to make sure that, um, you know, we look at the sensitive uh, situations of the culture that we have our staff working with, with the United States. Um, we look at the technology, we look at the, uh, uh, the productivity, to make sure, of course, there's a, there's a great onboarding experience, making sure that we have the right leaders in place to make it a successful onboarding experience. The key is the onboarding experience, that you've got to have good leaders in place to have the good methodology, uh, good training metrics um, and skill sets to make sure that that staff is, is ready to go once, uh, once they go live and start their launch. Now, you mentioned that startups fail every day. There may be one failing even as we speak, um, and not through negligence, but just through simple mistakes. Maybe they outsourced, but they didn't outsource with the right partner, or maybe they chose not to outsource at all and wanted to handle everything and control everything from the get-go. Is there a measurable difference in ROI for a startup that doesn't outsource at all to one that outsources properly? Is that even a metric that you can compare? It, it's it. There are metrics out there as far as percentages. Um, you know what what have been successful and what haven't. I would say. I mean, just to give you some percentages taken, for example, um, you know, as far as outsourcing in the Philippines and India, 
we found that around 58% failed on their first attempt to outsource when they're, they're trying to, to launch this, this partnership alliance. 60 plus percent failed to meet acceptable productivity levels, which again, we, we cover you know, when it comes to that onboarding experience and making sure that you have the right people process and, and, and uh, performance metrics laid in before you go live. Um, we also found that around roughly uh, about 70% found it costs cost more than they expected. Um, when we talk about the ROI, typically, you know, we see savings immediately as far as when you outsource a labor staff uh, type of roles, roughly around 50 to 65% that you can save on your ROI on labor costs immediately within the first 30 days. Um, and then we also found about 11% lost their initial startup investment. Um, and those are just the numbers as far as surveys that are, are out there right now. Um, and again, the, the most common failures, again, I would say lack of processes, insufficient training, low productivity, um, inability to find the right staff. Of course, it's always hard to find the right staff if you don't have the right partner. Uh, culture imbalance, technology issues, and then diff difficulty in retainment staff. You have to make sure you have really good engagement strategy and processes in place to retain your, 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 your staff and your people. You know, you want to keep those high retention rates and low attrition rates. You know, it almost breaks my heart now that I think back that we've mentioned a few times today how consistent and how often startups fail. I can't even begin to imagine how many great ideas or revolutionary technologies we don't have because somebody simply didn't outsource properly. That, yes. that just breaks my heart. Yeah, and again, it's, it's a, again, I, 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 I can't. Uh, emphasize this enough. Again, choosing your outsourcing partner is crucial. Um, very carefully, you know, take into account again how long they've been in business. Are they profitable? Um, what type of experience? What are the, what are their service offerings on, on those back office uh, functionalities? Um, what are their what are their customer satisfaction scores? Those are all key at play when you when you look at the right partner. They should be able to demonstrate, you know, again that proven track record of delivering these type of of managed back office services um, and on your back end solution. So yeah, those are the real key, key things that I found to, to make it successful and what, and what to watch out for. Let's take a moment and wrap up today talking about the things that entrepreneurs really need to focus on as far as the big picture. What is a good, healthy approach, uh, maybe a couple of things that you have seen in your experience that absolutely require attention from day one? Uh, I, I guess, you know, when, when you sit down with the, with the decision makers, the CEO, the CFO, and so forth, the CTO, uh, is making sure that we have an alignment as far as their strategy and their vision of their company. You know, I, when, I, when I go into meeting with companies, I don't set the expectations of trying to sell them something. I really and truly are interested in to, to learn their business. What are they, what's their service offers? And what are the products they do? What kind of people do they have working for them? How is the energy levels? How's the morale? Is the is the morale high? Those are all the key things that I try to understand better about the company that we're meeting with, and that they, they clearly have uh, defined the services um, that they're looking to deliver. And then how how will they achieve the, these goals? Including you know the, how is their management structure set up as far as you know their retention strategy with their staff, and try to to understand any issues concerns regarding the infrastructure and the technology layers that they they have in place, and how they will align with us. And those are, I think, the key, the key um, attributes as far as making that first initial alignment when we sit down and talk. Now, as you f help them focus on future concerns, obviously you're going to focus on scaling and how to, to grow their business efficiently because having been an investor, you never invested in somebody hoping they would fail. 
obviously you want progress. You want them to be successful. That seems to be a pretty a pretty big piece of the puzzle in making sure that everybody, as you mentioned, everybody's rowing in the same direction. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just it's so crucial that um, everybody that that open channel communication uh, and that you have your your team um, as far as collaboration and everybody is open to feedback and criticism and things that you know could go wrong, possibly can go wrong, um, and everybody's transparent. Um, I think that the the meetups each week um, that we do as far as brainstorming sessions, um, looking at silos. Uh, looking at the pros and cons, what if this, what if that? Um, I think that's a key. When you again, when you initially look as an investor, or you're looking at the launch that startup, the key is just uh, looking at that business strategy together again, looking at the strategy, the vision, um, how we're going to roll out that product, service, and good, and uh, that we have the right people in place. Uh, and if we don't have those people in place, that's where our partnership comes in. Um, find the right outsourcing partner, which we did. Um, even when I was on that side, we were outsourcing various components, um, whether it's customer service or tech support. We need someone to work on our website, uh, to build a beautiful website. We, we need to find those right people um, to make it successful uh, when it comes to, to, to going live. Preparation, I think, is a key, right? Preparation, preparation. Absolutely. And now breaking the fourth wall to everybody listening to the podcast. See, I told you, if you wanted to know something about startups, this is the guy. Today, I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with Tim Watucky, the Senior Vice President of Worldwide Sales and Business Development for Persona. Tim, thanks so much for taking the time today. This was really cool. Yeah, thank you again, Sean. I really had a good time. Appreciate it.